Hey guys, welcome back to the Going Deep podcast. Uh, obviously, I took a little more than a week off. I uh, kind of did that on purpose this time around. I wanted to let some storylines kind of develop before I just kind of rambled on with the same old Aaron Rodgers saga, uh, which, as we now know, there's still no developments yet other than this uh, major golf tournament that he's about to partake in. Uh, but with that, let's start episode nine titled The One with All the Fines. Uh, obviously, I'm talking about the fines that uh, a few teams incurred. But before we get into the fines, I just want to get into some nitty gritty today after the 4th of July weekend we just had. Uh, hope everyone listening did have a good 4th of July. Uh, luckily, no NFL players that we know of right now blew up their hand uh, like Jason Pierre Paul did a few years ago. Uh, but unfortunately, there was a Canadian hockey player uh, that actually died as a result of a firework this this last weekend. Uh, so, I mean, that's that's pretty terrible. But so far, no NFL players. Uh, but again, back to football, back to the nitty-gritty uh, nitty here. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, the prodigal son of this year's draft, the quote-unquote next Andrew Luck by all college prospects and anybody that's been watching college football for the last four years, uh, signed his rookie uh, rookie deal today. Uh, it's worth $36.8 million. It's a four-year deal with a standard fifth-year option. I believe there was some language in there. Well, I, I think it's a fully guaranteed 36.8 uh, with uh, a huge signing bonus of like $22 million, something crazy like that up front. So, I mean, good for him. Hopefully he can lead the Jaguars out of the slumps and uh, maybe do the playoffs like Andrew Luck did with the Colts years ago. Uh, last week, uh, the Atlanta Falcons tight end Kyle Pitts signed his rookie deal, $32.91 million, another four-year contract fully guaranteed uh, with a fifth-year option. And I believe Kyle Pitts had a lot of uh, incentivized uh, deals in within that deal. Uh, didn't really get into details on what those were, but I think that's one of the highest tight end contracts in NFL history. So uh, obviously with them getting rid of Julio Jones to the Titans, they are going to lean heavily on Pitts within that offense to kind of take over those number one duties, uh, in addition to Calvin Ridley, obviously. Uh, so so good for Kyle Pitts, you know, and, and good for the Falcons. Uh, in other news, the Dallas Cowboys were announced as this year's uh, Hard Knocks participant on HBO. Uh, for those that don't watch Hard Knocks, I highly recommend it. It's always entertaining every year, uh, with the exception of that one random year with the uh, Houston Texans. I don't think anybody really watched that season. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys famously did have the show for back-to-back years. Uh, you know, Back then, when Wade Phillips was the head coach, uh, obviously, Jerry Jones is a huge character that HBO loves. Uh, so we'll see some storylines. I'm sure to be focused a lot on Dak Prescott's leg and his rehab going into this season and everything else. Uh, kind of what, what Ezekiel Elliott might be looking at this year with uh, potentially losing some weight. You know, that, that feed me tattoo across his belly almost became uh, kind of a little bit of irony there. Uh, so we'll, we'll see. I'm sure it'll show a lot of CeeDee Lamb and and what the Cowboys did with this year's revamped defense. You know, Micah Parsons, I'm sure, is going to be a huge focus of this year's hard knocks on HBO. Uh, so, again, I, I did mention briefly this uh, these fines going out. That would be the Washington football team, the San Francisco 49ers, and the aforementioned Dallas Cowboys. Uh, they all received major fines for OTA violations uh, with the 
believe it was the Washington football team that was fined the most. Uh, or no, excuse me. It was the Jaguars that were fined the most. The Jaguars actually doubled the fines. So it was something like uh, 50000 to Urban Meyer and uh, $10 million for the Washington football team. Uh, it, was, it was different allegations here. Uh, the, the OTA violations were for, I guess, allegedly or, or not yet released would be for uh, too much contact during OTAs, which as of the last few years uh, by the Players Association are supposed to be only helmets and shorts. Uh, typically, teams that get this violation will be wearing helmets and shorts, but there will be way too much actual physical contact, uh, guys flying into each other. And, and I believe the 49ers already have two major injuries uh, where guys have actually been lost for the season. So not too smart. I mean, it's it's barely like f- July 5th now, so uh, it's still a ways to go. Uh, but this Washington football team one is interesting. This actually stems from an investigation that was brought up last year when they were still the uh, Washington Redskins. Uh, there was, I uh, believe, a handful of staff and a few cheerleaders that stepped forward and made allegations against the Washington football team's uh, owner and current owner, Dan Snyder, uh, about workplace violation, uh, workplace hostile workplace environment. Um, There was allegations that uh, certain female employees were told to wear certain revealing clothing uh, to refer to Dan Snyder as, uh, you know, it it was weird, weird nicknames. I can't, I can't think of what they were, but it was, it was something a little bit inappropriate. And um, there was allegations that while they were on staircases, while wearing these skirts, uh, male employees were actually looking up under these girls' skirts. Uh, they were told to partake in certain like uh, overnight activities, I guess you could say, to certain executives and, and just a lot of kind of weird 1980s Wolf of Wall Street type uh activities that shouldn't really be in the workplace, obviously, now. Uh, so as a result of this investigation, the NFL, uh, I guess, unpopularly uh, fined Dan Snyder $10 million and which apparently he's worth like a few billion, actually. So $10 million is, is kind of chump change to him. Uh, and all they had asked him to do was, instead of selling the team, was to hand all the duties over to his wife. Uh, I don't remember what her name was. I didn't like write that one down. But, uh, you know, it's one of those weird kind of cronyisms kind of deals. Uh, you know, that, that I, this kind of reminds me of the Ray Rice situation a few years ago, which if you've been following NFL, like I guess since then, he famously uh, knocked out his fiance in an elevator, obviously. Uh, but the storyline when it came out, it wasn't heavily edited at the time. It, they said... Uh, the words knocked out fiance and dragged across the floor. But it wasn't until three days later when the video surfaced that the NFL was forced to take real action. I believe the first punishment was like a a two-game suspension and some money, uh, which obviously is unacceptable with something as serious as that. So something in this situation with the Washington football team, uh, which again is an awful name, but – with the Washington football team and, and this workplace allegations and everything else, 
this isn't something that's new. This is something that's been uh, alleged for several years now. Uh, if you've been following the NFL, you've, you've probably heard Dan Snyder brought up more than a few times. Uh, there was a lot of uh, racial remarks. There was uh, a lot of sexist remarks. And, and now it just kind of came to a head. So to only receive this, this $10 million fine, I think for, for most people, $10 million is, is life-changing money. But as I said before, as someone that's an actual billionaire, that's, like, that's a slap on the wrist. Uh, so it's going to be really interesting to see what the, the public outcry and, and I guess cancel culture now uh, can kind of do to make that a heftier punishment going forward. Uh, it's a step in the right direction, but it's, it's almost kind of strange that the uh, Carolina Panthers owner just a few years ago was forced to sell the team for uh, racial remarks, yet Dan Snyder remains very much involved as I believe his wife is now considered a co-CEO, uh, which, what does that actually mean? I don't know. Uh, so something to monitor going forward. The good news is uh, we're only a few weeks out from, from training camp, and a, a few guys that have reached out to me, uh, yes, I will get way more in-depth with actual football now that we'll have some. It will no longer be just a storyline format. Uh, I'll actually get into uh, a lot more guests, hopefully, a lot more debates. Um, you know, I, I will have a fantasy a fantasy segment going forward, uh, a lot of game picks, you know, with with point spreads and everything else. So if you guys are into gambling by any means, whether it be uh, gambling with Vegas apps or in Vegas or just with your buddies at like a work pool or something. Hopefully I can help you guys out on that front because I am uh, very involved in fantasy uh, and I'll, I'll be updating everybody on, on my fantasy pool and everything else. Uh, when that time comes, I, I think we're uh, just, I think three weeks out from, from the start of training camp for, for most teams. Uh, so very exciting stuff. And uh Last thing I'll leave you guys with today is uh, uh, CEO Mark Murphy of the Packers released his monthly kind of answer the fans uh, mailbag request. And if you remember, uh, what was it, May, he called Rodgers a complicated fella. And it, it ate up storylines and it ate up headlines and everyone's, you know, oh, my God, he's going to start something with Rodgers. And, and Rodgers wore this I'm offended T-shirt. Uh, this time, Mark Murphy didn't bring up Rodgers at all. Rather, he said that he is looking forward to Lambeau having uh, full capacity. He's looking forward to having fans uh, go to training camp. The Packers have long had a tradition where players will ride uh, fans' bikes, mostly little kids, into training camp while the little kid who owns the bike will jog alongside them. It's, it's a really cool tradition because you'll see – six foot five, 350 pounders riding like a little tricycle. It's, it's pretty comical, but uh, they're going to, they're going to bring that back, which is really exciting. Uh, so some people are, are looking into this saying, Oh, you know, Mark Murphy avoiding the Rogers headline is, is, is a juicy storyline and it's drama. I think it's the opposite. I think Mark Murphy realizes we're only a few weeks away from training camp and, and no news is good news at this point when it comes to Rogers, you know, maybe, maybe he will show up and a lot of people think that he will. Uh, going into 2022 is a different story, but for 2021 at least, let's let's cross that bridge when we get there. Uh, so for that, guys, uh, that's I'm gonna leave you with that this week. Uh, next week, I will try not to take more than you know seven days to to record this next podcast. But uh, like I said, 
in three weeks or so when training camp starts. I will be extremely consistent. I will have more guests. Uh, as always, hit me on Twitter uh, at uh, Mark Breeskies. That's uh, with three E's. And use the hashtag Going Deep Podcast. Uh, hit me with your questions. I mean, uh, any topics you guys may have, any uh, scenarios you guys want to cover, uh, if you want to debate, I, I always love debating, especially when it's a, a team that is within uh, the Packers division or the Chargers division, because I am a fan of both, obviously. Or if you are one of these uh, way too outspoken Cowboys fans that has not seen a championship in like almost 30 years. So uh, reach out again at Mark Breeskies, hashtag going deep podcast. And I'll see you guys next week. Going deep.